Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. Sunday, December 18th, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith. We're a week out from Christmas, if you can believe it. <laughs> and we are ready for, to break down the Sunday NHL slate. Uh, we got five games on tap. Uh, before we get to the five games here on this slate, we'll look back on the games that took place uh, last night and yesterday in the NHL. We had some day games as well. Uh, 4-2 Boston. Uh, the beat goes on for them on home ice. They respond from only their second. Uh, uh, second loss on home ice against L.A., uh, and they bounce back and beat the Blue Jackets 4-2. Ottawa with a 6-3 to victory. Uh, all those under trends we were spitting out for that game, throw them out the window. Uh, 6-3, nine goals uh, between two teams that were suddenly trending under the total going into that game. Uh, and Ottawa all of a sudden starting to get on a bit of a roll. Uh, four straight wins for them after defeating Detroit 6-3 yesterday. Good performance there. I think maybe one of the best individual performances of the entire day yesterday goes to young Anaheim goaltender Lucas Dostal, who was just absolutely, he was Lucas Dostil, as in steal the game, steal two points for the Anaheim Ducks uh, yesterday against the uh, Edmonton Oilers. It was a brilliant performance and uh, effort in net from him. Uh, he faces uh, 49 uh, Edmonton shots, and he makes 46 saves on those 49 shots. Brilliant late in the game when Edmonton was really swarming and leads Anaheim to a 4-3 upset win as huge underdogs in that game. Anaheim was uh, as high as plus 250, plus 260 uh, in that game against Edmonton, and, and they get the victory all because of the goaltender. Edmonton flat out dominated them for much of that game, but sometimes that's going to happen. And look, with how civ-like the Anaheim defense has been all year, they need goaltending that can steal games, and they haven't had much of that at all this season from Gibson and Stolarz. And all of a sudden, Dostal has you know made a nice account of himself in a couple of starts. And you got to believe, going to get more opportunities if he plays the way he did yesterday in leading Anaheim to a, uh, a theft of two points, essentially, 4-3 over Edmonton. You could tell the frustration by Dreisaitl and McDavid going off. They went right off the ice, Dave McDavid, Right off the ice, Dreisaitl slamming his stick against the uh, glass support uh, going off the ice. So uh, very frustrated team that, uh, you know, they played a pretty good game and they end up with a loss uh, to show for it. Uh, Carolina 5-4 uh, overtime win uh, against Dallas. This is why when we do the show at noon on a Saturday, you have to still stay on top of your lineups. Okay, we're all preaching five and a half, probably going to be a good, tight, low-scoring game, two teams playing defense. Well, we also didn't know it was going to be the backups and in that game. And that's exactly what we got. We got Ronta for Carolina and we got Wedgwood for Dallas. We were thinking maybe it would be Ottinger versus Kochekov in net. And obviously it was the backups. And as soon as I saw them, I'm like, well, uh, I'm worried for that under now. And sure enough, 5-4, uh, higher scoring affair, Carolina winning uh, in overtime. Rangers beat Philly 6-3. to The Rangers back on the beam again. Uh, they Their win streak continues with just a nice workmanlike effort beating the Flyers 6-3 and uh, doing so with Yaro Halak in net uh, as he uh, was in net for the uh, Rangers. Still gives up three goals, but gets a lot of uh, run support, if you will. Tampa, impressive, dominant showing, 5-1 over Montreal. I cash with the team total. 
with Tampa Bay in that game over three and a half. So that gets there with the 5-1 win. Florida, 4-2 over New Jersey. Wow, the Devils' woes continue. That's five losses in a row now for the New Jersey Devils. And this is a full-blown slump. No question about it right now. For Where's their offense gone? You know, that's been the thing that's been missing here the last couple of games. The Devils have stopped scoring, you know, with all this great talent they have up front here in the last few games. They lose 4-2 to Florida. Uh, Washington, 5-2 over Toronto. Not the return Ilya Samsonov was hoping for uh, going back to uh, Washington. I don't know if it was nervous, but you could tell he was a little off his game. Wasn't a great performance. One of his worst performances probably of the season. But again, a lot of issues defensively. This That was about as bad as the Leaf team defense has been in weeks. They haven't had many games like that with puck management issues, with turnovers and sloppy play like that. They were last night and they paid the price for it. Washington gets the uh, five to two win. Although Ovi does not factor in in the scoring uh, in that game. Stuck on 800. So we'll have to wait uh, another game to add to that uh, incredible uh, career mark in terms of goals scored. And then we also saw Colorado beat Nashville three to one. Same old Nashville can't put a puck in the ocean right now. Their offense is completely uh, dormant and struggling. Uh, Winnipeg beats Vancouver 5-1. The Jets continue to roll. Vancouver just can't get on any sort of traction. They have a big win against Calgary. Can't follow it up, and they lose to Winnipeg at home. Uh, L.A. beats San Jose 3-2 in a shootout. Frustrating for Alex and I sitting on the over that we had a scoreless period. Uh, Of course, that dooms the uh, over uh, in that game. Uh, Islanders, I'm glad I, I stuck to my guns with them at plus 150 uh, against Vegas, and they get it done 5-2. I'll tell you what, this is something to watch for. Bet on teams after losing to Arizona. I want to see how that angle goes. I know just off the top of my head, that's been a good angle this year. It's almost like losing to the lowly Coyotes is a wake-up call, and these teams play so much better the next game, and that was a very good road effort from the Islanders last night, cashing as underdogs against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. And a little empty net magic was required, but we got there with my best bet last night, Buffalo, Arizona, uh, over six and a half in a five to two win for uh, Buffalo. You know, I should have been more aggressive with Tage Thompson to score. Probably he's back home in front of his family from an Arizona kid back home playing in front of his family. I figured he was going to score and he sure did for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And they get the uh, five to two uh, victory uh, in that game uh, over the uh, Arizona Coyotes. A very impressive win for Buffalo, believe it or not, because Arizona's been tough at home and uh, Sabres get a nice quality win there. Uh, Alex, some thoughts from you on the uh, card that took place? Yeah, no, it's an interesting trend that is developing now with seeing teams that play in Arizona lose and then bounce back wherever they are going to, in the next game and getting the victory. And, and it's interesting because we talked about, obviously, we've made a, you know, a, a lion's share of jokes about Mullet Arena and that whole atmosphere. But something to think about, too, is that there's a lot of younger teams in the league. And you wonder if the younger teams maybe enjoy the nightlife of Tempe a little bit more than, say, some of the older teams. Uh, a Boston or a Pittsburgh, they won't get distracted in that atmosphere. But this is a w- much different uh, atmosphere. If you've been there at the Arizona in that area, Phoenix and Glendale pale in comparison to Tempe. Tempe is actually kind of a lively uh, area for the most part. So you wonder why are these teams struggling now in, in Arizona against this bad team? Is it the small arena? Is it the atmosphere? And whatever it is, when they leave Arizona, they like I said, it's kind of a wake-up call, and then they get the, the game in motion. I was stunned to see, not to see them win, the Islanders, but to see them win by margin in a 5-2 win at uh, Vegas. Uh, an arena where you haven't seen many goals this year. It's been uh, mostly unders for the Knights at home. That's a very impressive win, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on. 
Uh, he said, yeah, really frustrated with the Sharks and Kings. I thought that game was going to uh, sail over. He saw 2-2 uh, after 40 minutes of play. And like I said, just nothing happening there until the overtime period. Uh, Sharks getting the win. Uh, looking at, they like said, with Dallas and Carolina, we were both thinking it was going to be starters, all, all three of us yesterday on the show, thinking it was going to be starters and get backups. That's really why it's so important to follow the goalie charts that I have posted on Patreon because those line changes pretty much kind of fell in, in place with what we saw. And, you know, Wedgwood and Ronta, that would have been a clear over for me, uh, where as opposed to even – Kochetkov or especially sure at five and a half, right? Yeah. Right, right, exactly. So, so you know, and that's the thing now we're kind of getting into that this stretch now of the season where we have way more back to backs. We have way more four games and five nights, five games and seven nights, and we have to kind of really watch out and wait for those goalie confirmations. Even like I said, we're on early, but you know, there's no shame in, in circling something, writing it down, making a you know note on your phone. And waiting for the to check the lineups before you place that bet, you know, even if you lose five, ten cents of value, uh, sometimes that that may not be an issue, especially when you're talking about goaltenders and, and, and backups. Uh, just looking at today, the projections for for most of the games today are going to be backup goaltenders. So that's something to really take in consideration every day, of course, but certainly on the weekends, definitely check for those goalie confirmations, those lineups before you place any bets. Absolutely true. Can couldn't ring any more true. Couldn't uh, say it any better. And I couldn't uh, state it any more clear. It's uh, how important it is, absolutely, to make sure you check goalie confirmations and lineup confirmations, for that matter. And even more important and critical when you're betting player props uh, as well. You want to know not only are they in the lineup, where are they uh, in the lineup. You want to make sure they're getting that ice time to get over a shots on goal prop, getting that ice time to register a point or a goal, getting power play minutes and being on the top power play unit or the second power play unit if you're going to bet power play points so definitely you got to be aware of all of that for sure lineup information for not not just side and total betting player prop betting as well very important all right let's turn before actually before we turn our attention to the uh, sunday uh, card the gram code great products alex tell our viewers about it yeah whether you or your team's game is on the field screen racetrack quarter on the ice gramco is for the game grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics gramco provides customers with consistent quality delta 8 products ready for any occasion they offer numerous delta 8 products including vape cartridges disposable vapes pre-rolls gummies wake and bake coffee and more gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you gramco is also available at many american retailers as well Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. If you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, that's I-C-E-G-U-Y-S, one word, you'll save 25% on every order. And any order on the site that's over 50 bucks, standard shipping is free. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. Here we go. Good stuff indeed. Let's go to the Sunday card here. We've got five games uh, on tap. We will begin with the, uh, not the Ottawa Senators and the Vegas Golden Knights. That's an old uh, graphic. <laughs> there we go. That's yeah, the one. That's it. <laughs> Ottawa Senators, Minnesota Wild. We've got Minnesota minus 210, uh, home favorite, six the total in this game. Uh, early start, obviously, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. local time here in St. Paul. Wild playing some really good hockey, really some complete hockey the last several games not only they winning games four in a row they've been just absolutely stifling to their opponent at the defensive end of the ice I mean they have given up a grand total of three goals during this four game win streak so when you've played more games than you've allowed goals you know you're really playing good defensive hockey they are again just three goals allowed in the last four games during this win streak by 
the Minnesota Wild. The defensive play has been better. Uh, the goaltending from both Marc-Andre Fleury and Philip Gustafson uh, during this stretch has been very solid as well. Uh, we'll see if they uh, keep rolling here uh, in this one, but yeah, very impressive here. Uh, Dean Evison says we play stingy, we play hard, we make it difficult to play against, and then we'll get our opportunities. And when we do, we'll hopefully capitalize as we have here uh, as of late. So no doubt this has been a very uh, much improved defensive effort here in recent games from the Minnesota Wild. Will it continue here today against Ottawa? Now, they do have the schedule in their favor. This is a Minnesota team that is now playing their fourth and final game of this homestand with rest since uh, being off since uh, Friday night when they beat Chicago 4-1. to And then you've got Ottawa on the flip side, back-to-back -back for them on the road following a 6-3 to win against the uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, in that game uh, yesterday afternoon. A very impressive performance from Ottawa uh, in that one. We'll see if they can follow that up. So you've got a dual four-game, a, a battle between dual four-game winning streaks here. Uh, Ottawa's on one, and so is uh, Minnesota. Both of these teams have won four in a row. Um, I, I don't really want to go against Minnesota at home right now, uh, but I'll I tell you what, I, I, was, I was kind of intrigued by that price by Ottawa. I'm going to stay off, though. Philip Gustafson has been confirmed in net for Minnesota, facing his former team, the Ottawa Senators. So will that fuel one hell of a strong effort? Of course, oftentimes we see that goaltenders facing their former team. Not so much from Samson on the last night for Toronto against Washington. It doesn't always work out that way, but definitely motivation-wise, the goalie wants to put on a good show against Ottawa. But Ottawa's fine in the back of the net. I like a lot of things they're doing. Their power play has been absolutely spectacular uh, of late, the Ottawa Senators. They have scored two power, not just one power play goal, Alex, two power play goals or more from this Ottawa Senators team in six of their last seven games. So they have been absolutely rolling with the man advantage. And as good as the defense has been stingy for uh, for them lately, the Wild, they have still given up power play goals at in four of their last six games. And during that span, six power play goals over their last six games. So the one little hiccup with the defense, even during the win streak, has been the penalty kill has yielded some goals. I'm going to take a shot here today with the over uh, in this game. Over six at minus 120. I know Minnesota's been playing this really good defensive hockey on this homestand. They've gone under in four straight games. They've given up just one goal in each game on this current homestand. But Detroit, Chicago's kind of iffy offensively. Edmonton was impressive shutting them down. But I think in an early start affair, you maybe get a little more loose defensive hockey. If you actually look back, and Alex was talking to me about this before the show long term, Minnesota day games at home, they've kind of been more high scoring than not. So uh, that's what I'm going to look toward here. Over six, small lean to the uh, Ottawa Senators based on the price, but uh, I'm just pretty much going to stick to the total here in this one. Alex, what do you think here? Uh, early start, Ottawa, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota's played five day games this year, uh, and they've gone over in each of them. Three games with seven goals total. One game against Anaheim was 5-4. And, of course, the last game against at Dallas, 6-5, that crazy game where they came back. Uh, or Dallas came back and, and forced OT. They lose in the shootout. 11 goals combined. So we've seen nothing but high-scoring action uh, with the Wild in these day games. Like I said, this is now that time of year where we look at that trend uh, with some of these teams, we have enough of a, of a schedule to kind of base things and, and follow some of these trends. That's really the strongest part of this. But like I said, these two teams, they're playing good hockey. They're finding goals. And the goaltending hasn't just been rock solid each and every night. 
Uh, even with Gustafson, like I said, it's not a, a, a end-all, be-all to a handicap, but it's definitely something you want to look at. We've seen goalies stand on their heads against old teams. Like I said, it's, it's not always uh, you know lockstep, something that you want to follow. I think here he will play well, but I think he's still going to give up goals. Six at minus $1.20 is a cheap enough price. So I'm going to go over as well. All right, Alex, like an o- the over as well. I was shocked that Cam Talbot started yesterday. I thought he'd be saved for this game. Yeah, I did too. Team. Mm-hmm. And I got to assume he's not going to start. I mean, and Forsberg's projected. We'll have to wait and see on that. But I'd be shocked if they put him in back-to-back days. Um, maybe they will because he won. He played well. And he is facing his former team. I mean, don't rule it out completely that Cam Talbot will start. But the fact he started yesterday was just my first thought was, okay, I guess um, DJ Smith's going to roll with uh, Anton Forsberg today. So wait and see on that. But either way, whoever it is, I, I do think the over's worth a look. Again, I know it's been a nice defensive showing from Minnesota here on this homestand, but I just think today with Ottawa coming in scoring right now, put playing pretty well offensively, the power play clicking. We still might uh, have a good shot here for some goals and get this game up and over the total. All right, Pittsburgh and Carolina. By the way, that's a good prop game in terms of point props. If you like player point props in the same game parlay, Zuccarello, Pinto, Giroud, Dabrinkit, uh Boldy, Kaprizov. I mean, you could go really crazy in terms of putting together some funky little SGP point parlays involving many players in that Ottawa-Minnesota game, in my opinion. All right, Pittsburgh-Carolina. Carolina minus 120 home favorite, six the total in this game. Uh, two teams that are surging right now. This is probably the game of the day, in my opinion, in the NHL, but should be an excellent game. Pittsburgh, as we've talked about, they are seven uh, in a row that they have won, 7-0 and uh, in their last seven games. Carolina's now won four straight games, as well as 8-1 and one, uh, in their last nine games. So you talk about two teams playing some really good hockey at the moment. Uh, you've got that right now here with the uh, Penguins and the uh, Hurricanes. Uh, Pittsburgh with a 4-2 win uh, on Thursday uh, against the Florida Panthers. I use that as a best bet uh, on the Thursday show. And Carolina, uh, give them credit, 5-4 overtime win uh, against the Dallas Stars uh, last night. Uh, had a lead. Uh, Dallas came back, tied it, but the uh, Hurricanes get the uh, 5-4 uh, overtime win over a uh, Dallas. Very entertaining hockey game. And my guy gets the overtime winner. You know who? Marty Natchez. Uh, what a season he's had for the um, for the, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. He's been absolutely solid. Seth Jarvis chips in. Stefan Nason. I've talked about him before on this show. Yeah. You know, someone that's gotten more and more of an opportunity. Uh, for the Hurricanes and starting to chip in offensively and make the most of it. So credit to him. Uh, he got them going offensively uh, the other night or last night against Dallas. So uh, credit to him. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, again, it's been an impressive run. Tristan Jari, you know, seems to be back on the beam as well, playing very well in net. In fact, he was excellent. You know, when Pittsburgh was hanging on to that 3-2 lead against Florida Thursday night, he had to make a couple of really terrific saves, and he was able to. Uh, allowing just uh, two goals on 34 shots when he faced the uh, Panthers uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, I agree, Evan. I don't want to say they were terrible defensively, but they weren't great, and Jari did have to bail them out a few times. So uh, you're right about that. Uh, Malkin did look like he got banged up in that game, but he avoided injury, and it looks like he's going to be good to go uh, for this late afternoon game uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina today. So that's significant, especially because they're already without Jason Zucker who's had a nice season up front for the uh, Penguins. Jeff Petrie remains out on the blue line as well. Sebastian Ajo still out for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, in this game. As far as the goaltending goes, 
We expect Tristan Jari to be right back in net for the uh, Penguins. They've been rolling with him lately. He's been playing good uh, in net the last several starts. So I'd expect Jari to be in net for Pittsburgh. I'd expect Kochekov for Carolina after Bronta got the start last night. So uh, that definitely would not have me looking at the over in this game with those two uh, goaltenders. Um, uh, series history-wise, it actually has kind of trended under. Two of the last three meetings have gone uh, under the total. Three straight meetings in Carolina have gone under the total with these uh, two teams. So if we do indeed see that confirmation of Kochekov and a surging Tristan Jari, you know, the under might be worth a look here in this game. I'm not going against Pittsburgh, and I've cashed a couple of times with Pittsburgh. I guess I'd lean that way, but the idea – they do have the rest advantage. So I actually am mulling over back in the Penguins here at even money plus 100. Um, they do have the rest advantage. Carolina played last night, but the idea of fading Carolina, period, Carolina at home, even on a back-to-back, and Kochekov in net, who's been absolutely spectacular um, – it's not something I'm rushing to do right now. So leaning Pittsburgh, don't know if I'll get involved, though. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? This is a great matchup. Uh, yeah, it is. Hurricanes. Fantastic matchup. And I'm actually going to go against Pittsburgh. I like Carolina here, minus $1.20. Uh, Carolina's won four of the last five meetings. The favorite is 14-6 and six in the last 20 meetings. Uh, Piotr the Great, if he gets the start, which I expect to see that, uh, this is a cheap price to back him. Like I said, he's quickly rising uh as as one of the best rookie goalies in the league and honestly it might be worth taking a shot with the you know we got those calder and vesna odds wouldn't be too far-fetched to maybe throw something down because you're getting some great prices on them now that that may not pop up uh or be there just in the next month or two so uh it's something to keep an eye on but I, you know pittsburgh like i said both teams have been playing great but i think pittsburgh's a little weaker on the back end they're always a bit banged up that's something that i don't really uh, take too seriously, you know, unless they're, you know, cluster injuries, then that's an issue. But uh, I think Carolina at home, laying a dollar twenty, that's a cheap enough price for me to back. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. Yeah, you could look at it that way too. And by the way, too, another thing that may, probably has me veering away from actually pulling the trigger on Pittsburgh is I've missed a good price on Pittsburgh, and you know, I didn't, I didn't, I was leaning Pittsburgh overnight, and I didn't realize it was going to move this much. This actually opened minus one forty here. Uh, on Carolina. So, and, and Pittsburgh was plus 120 at, at one point. And quickly, uh, yesterday, actually, late yesterday afternoon into the evening, it started to get bet down and it continued that way overnight. So, the money has come in on Pittsburgh uh, in this game. So, you're not getting uh, quite as much uh, for uh, them right now in terms of, uh, in terms of value. Uh, on the money line with the Penguins if you were looking in that direction initially. Uh, the prop market, like I said, in this game, I wouldn't go crazy with props because I could think you might see good goaltending here. Uh, both teams both teams have been good defensively of late as well, uh, aside from last night. But keep in mind, uh, Carolina had Ronta in that, uh, in that game, uh, and they were a little more sloppy defensively. But uh, still some good prop options. Carolina, again, I always say, uh, Stastny even centering the top lines a little undervalued. Natchez and Jarvis goes without saying. Nason's worth a look because he's made an impact. And then for Pittsburgh, you know, you go with right now maybe Danton Heinen who's moved up the lineup, but especially Raquel to me is one of the more undervalued players. He's not getting that same price that you would have to pay with a Crosby and Gensel on that same line. And Raquel has scored twice in the last four games, and he's gotten four points in those games as well. So Definitely a good option from a Pittsburgh standpoint there is Ricard Raquel right now. Uh, New York Rangers, Chicago Blackhawks. We've got the Rangers minus 220 uh, road favorites, six being the uh, total uh, in this game. Uh, Rangers back-to-back situation for them. They were in Philadelphia 
last night. They get the 6-3 victory over the Flyers. That's now their sixth win in a row. So I guess the uh, doom and gloom and the let's fire Gerard Gallant crowd have piped down finally uh, after this recent uh, six game. What a joke that is. What is this ridiculous yeah. talking about firing the coach, a guy that was nominated for the Jack Adams last year and took him to the Eastern Conference final. Uh, calm down. It's, it was November when you were going through those woes. Long season. And the Rangers are yep. showing that right now, turning things around. And look, it's not a coincidence that the turnaround has been their offense is starting to roll. Their power play is starting to heat up. And look, Igor Shosturkin has shaken off a little early season funk a little bit. He wasn't terrible, but he just wasn't Igor-like, you know, earlier in the season. And now he's starting to get back to that uh, level of play. Uh, he'll probably be in net tonight, you would assume so, because it was a lock last night. So you've got to assume Shosturkin will be in net for the uh, Rangers tonight. It'll be Arvid Soderblom for the Blackhawks. And look, you can say what you want about Soderblom, but he's going to give you a hell of a lot better opportunity right now than Peter Morozik. So uh, if you're Chicago, you understand why you're going with the young kid uh, here in that Arvid Soderblom, who to be quite honest with you, hasn't been nearly as bad as uh, maybe we thought he would. He's still a work in progress. He's had some good performances uh, in the, uh, during his starting career. Like he played very well against uh, Montreal the last four starts, he's given up three goals. But you look at some of the shots he faced, like the Islander game. You know, he faced 40 shots in that game. He faced 32 against Winnipeg. You know, there's been some shot, the games where he's faced a lot of rubber, and he's done his best to hang in there, plus a very weak defense and a blue line in front of him. So I don't think he's been terrible, uh, Soderblom. We'll see how he fares here tonight in this game against the uh, New York Rangers. I don't think I'm going to get involved in this game at this point. Don't have a strong feel sidewise, total wise. You know, I, I definitely think it's a advantage in the schedule for Chicago rested at home Rangers coming in on a back to back, but Chicago beat the Rangers earlier this year at Madison square garden, five to two back when the Rangers were really scuffling. I mean, Chicago got New York at that time when the Rangers were right in the throes of their struggles and their free fall at the time. Now Chicago's got to play the Rangers in the midst of the rebound here. Six games in a row that they've won. The Rangers have got found their game again. They're back on the beam, back on track. And the Rangers might want to do something uh, here tonight and uh, hand a little uh, payback here to the Chicago Blackhawks. So, and they are the better team still. So, yeah, yeah it would be Rangers in regulation, if anything, but not rushing to bet it. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Rangers, Blackhawks? If you've watched this program over the years, you've heard me talk about 6 p.m. Sunday starts at the United Center. They've been abysmal. And looking now at, a, at one trend, I've been looking at a couple of notes, but one note I see, the Hawks are now 1-11 their last 12 games on a Sunday. And that has a lot to do with just how bad the atmosphere is at the United Center for home games, how bad this team is overall. Uh, that combination along with a hot Rangers squad, I mean, the only thing you can look at would be uh, Rangers things. I like first period puck line uh, over a half, or lay and a half a goal at plus one thirty. It's a note from Chris Otto. Hawks are one thirteen and two to the first period puck line in the last sixteen games. Yeah, seventeen and three the last twenty to the first period under sixteen and four the last twenty for the first period team total under a half a goal. So they have done absolutely nothing in the first twenty minutes of play. Conversely, in the second period they are thirteen and one to the second uh, period over if it's one and a half and nine of those last 14 games they've gone over two and a half goals in the second period so my mode of attack is going to be to play that the rangers first period puck line plus a dollar 30 and then i'm going to wait hopefully they just get one goal and then jump in and try to get 
uh, and adjust it live over at the end of the first period. So that's my, my goal. So Rangers first period puck line for the show. And if you're watching this game, which is an ESPN game, I do, it's a 6.30 start uh, Central Time. Look for the live over at the end of the first period. Hopefully it's one nothing Rangers and we can jump in on a live over. Yeah, and these are – I'm just looking I'm just looking at the last uh, two times uh, that the uh, Blackhawks have played these uh, Sunday night games uh, at home. They were down one nothing to Pittsburgh in a home game on a Sunday night. They ended up losing that game 5-3. They were down one nothing in the after the first period against Winnipeg in a Sunday night home game. They ended up losing that game 7-2 to to the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So just the last two examples, Alex, of these Sunday night home games at the United Center, they lose to Pittsburgh 5-3. They lose to Winnipeg 7-2. And you know what the, 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 the characteristic is? And it goes to that great, great stat, by the way, to, that Chris Otto pointed out. Yeah is unders in the first period, like one nothing Winnipeg after the first period, mm-hmm. one nothing Pittsburgh after the first period, those last two Sunday night Blackhawk home games, and then the, the goals exploded after that. So maybe this is this could be a game you get creative. You, maybe you look at that Rangers puck line. I might even hop on that for a couple bucks here. Rangers puck line minus a half in the first period. And then first period unders have been gold for the uh, Blackhawks as well. Keep that in mind. So maybe you hop on a plus 135. Rangers first period puck line, maybe a first period under, and then you bet a live over or a second period over at that point because the second period overs have been very strong for Chicago. And even the floodgates have opened the last two home games where it was one nothing Winnipeg after the first period. That game ended 7-2 Winnipeg. Uh, and then, of course, after uh, that, uh, after the uh, 7-2 yeah, it was one nothing after the first period. Of Winnipeg seven two. It ended. Then the Pittsburgh Chicago game, which was a Sunday night home game, was one nothing Pittsburgh after the first. It ended five three. So yeah. live over or second period over makes sense. That's definitely been the patterns here with Chicago at home. So definitely a unique way to approach maybe betting that game tonight for sure. Uh, by the way, prop wise, VC uh, he's starting to heat up uh, for the New York Rangers. Definitely uh, worth a look. Uh, no question about that. So. Uh, absolutely, uh, I would go with that. There's a he's a good prop option. Lafreniere starting to get going. Barclay Goodrow scored, I believe, last night, and he's gone up to the second line. So you know, I like those situations. Uh, so there's a couple good options there on the Rangers side if you're going to look at player props uh, for the game tonight. All right, Winnipeg, Seattle, Seattle minus 160 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Jets on a back to back after a nice five one win against Vancouver uh, last night. Back to back, and it was Connor Hellebuck starting last night for the Jets against the Canucks, which means, which means, uh, big Civ Dave possibly tonight for the uh, Winnipeg Jets uh, in that David uh, Riddick. Well, actually, to be honest with you, hasn't been nearly as bad the last couple times we've seen him. Actually, was quite good against uh, Chicago, but Chicago's offense is making a lot of mediocre goaltenders look good. Uh, as of late, he gave up just one goal uh, in that game, a three to one win uh, for the Winnipeg Jets uh, in Chicago. Prior to that, though, he gave up four to Columbus, uh, gave up three to Carolina and still most of his starts this year. We've seen him give up at least uh, three goals. And obviously he's no Connor Hellebuck. Uh, so we'll see if he is confirmed in net. I'm ob- obviously I have the over circled uh, if he is in net. Uh, for this uh, game tonight for the Winnipeg Jets, especially when you factor in that Seattle, I don't know if I'm rushing even with if it's uh, Riddick and net to be laying a buck sixty here with the Kraken, who've kind of leveled off. Uh, they've now gone one and five in their last six games, and the defensive play hasn't been as good, or the goaltending for that matter. They gave up five to Florida, four to Montreal, four to Washington, 
Uh, they had one good defensive effort against Florida, 5-2. They won that game, the only win on that road trip for the Kraken. And then they give up six to Tampa and then a 3-2 loss to uh, Carolina after that. So, you know, Grubauer's been in and out. He was injured, came back recently. They're trying to be easy, take it take it easy with his starts and then his ice time right now, ease him back in. But when he's been in there, you know, he's been mediocre so far. And as we've talked about for weeks on the show, Martin Jones's hot streak has come back uh, down to earth too. He hasn't been nearly as good in recent starts for the uh, Kraken either. So, you know, I think Winnipeg could probably still find the back of the net in this game. And obviously if we have Dave Riddick confirmed in net, Seattle should be able to get their offense going. And to be honest with you, the offense for them hasn't been terrible. It's been, it's been not nearly as uh, efficient as it once was, but I think tonight's a spot back home for them to maybe get a little bit of offense going again for them. So right now, the only thing I've got circled in this game uh, is the over, uh, and uh, we'll wait to pull the trigger on that till we get goalie confirmations made. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Winnipeg, Seattle. Yeah, I already laid the first period over one and a half minus a dollar thirty-five. Uh, it doesn't matter to me who for Seattle, but obviously, like I said I can't imagine they're going to run Hellebuck back-to-back night. So more than likely going to see have a Dave, Dave Riddick sighting. With that being said, that's pretty much almost nearly an automatic first period uh, overplay for me. So that's what I'm rolling with. But I think said these are two teams where the, the offense is, is rocking and rolling. And, uh, you know, honestly, <laughs> looking at this matchup, this would be a really fun matchup to watch in playoffs. Uh, I, I think, you know, we talk about styles make fights. This is, I think these two styles would be really fun in a seven-game series. And that seems to be where they're headed, the play way they're playing right now. Of course, it's still pretty early, but uh, I think this is going to be a fun one, and I think we're going to see a lot of goals here. So I'd lean with the full game over, but I'm already on the first period. And by the way, you want to talk about how Seattle hasn't been as good defensively lately. They have had some defensive injuries. Keep that in mind uh, as well. That hasn't helped. Justin Schultz uh, has been one of them, uh, and he's missed the last two games. There's a chance he might be back tonight, though, for the uh, Seattle Kraken, and definitely they could use him with what we have seen for sure here uh, in uh, this. Yeah, even I have to admit, and I'm not a big uh uh, changing topics just for a second soccer fan but this yeah world cup final it's actually t- going on as this uh, show is being recorded live it's been pretty damn impressive how good this match has been and i'm not the big soccer fan but i'll give it its due this this argentina france match been pretty pretty wild pretty crazy pretty entertaining is so, it in penalty uh, is it in penalty kicks right now or? it's going to be close to that i think yeah it's three all uh, each team has scored, by the way, in the 30-minute oh, extra time wow, session. Okay. So it was 2-2, and then they each scored in the extra time. So, again, I can't stand that they decide they're going to decide a World Cup champ on penalty kicks, but I've said enough about that uh, over the years. I'm not going to say anything more. It is what it is. It's not going to change. Yeah, it has well, been an entertaining match. I'll say that. the over. You're in great shape. I mean, there was no, no five and a half in soccer. <laughs> so probably, no. probably set it two. So. <laughs> yeah, say it's going to be one of the big, hot, most highest-scoring Soccer matches of all time projected. The proposal is going to be five and a half. Right. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, so, and speaking of five and a halfs, um, yeah, five and a half, um, uh, not the total in this Winnipeg Seattle game that we just talked about, but definitely both of us are looking toward uh, an over here, especially if David Riddick is in that, which we would expect. All right, final game of this Sunday card Calgary Flames, San Jose Sharks, minus 175 road favorites, Calgary, six the total. I mean, here we go again, right? It's set up on a platter for Calgary, right? Rest advantage. Off a couple losses in a row. St. Louis and Vancouver going on the road. Maybe a chance to get things going. San Jose played last night against Los Angeles. Have to travel up the, to the north part of the state, the Bay Area, back home. Back-to-back situation for them. It's set up perfectly for Calgary, but I'm, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm putting my foot down. 
I am not doing it right now in terms of backing this Calgary Flames team as a minus 175 a road favorite. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, they've been they've let me down too many times. That St. Louis game was extremely frustrating. Uh, how that uh, game was just um, uh, you know it was there for the taking. They couldn't finish their chances. They actually made Thomas Grice look good, and it seemed like every mistake Calgary made ended up in the back of their net. And it was again a little bit of a lackluster performance in net from Jacob Markstrom for the uh, Calgary Flames the other night. Who do they go with now in net? Uh, Dan Vladar is projected but not confirmed. Uh, San Jose, obviously, with Reimer starting last night, they're going to rock with Capo Kakinen tonight uh, in net against Calgary. Uh, he's, uh, has, he actually sat the last three games, uh, and last game against the Canucks was brutal for him. He gave up four goals on 19 shots. He got pulled after the first two periods. He has ugly numbers, 3-7, and seven, 3.71 goals against average, 8.77 uh, save percentage here in this game. So that's not necessarily something to trust. Um, I, I am interested in a Calgary team total debate, but that's the only way I would consider betting Calgary right now. I don't want their money line. I don't want their regulation line or puck line or anything to do with that involving the Calgary Flames. If I'm betting them, I would be, it would just be trusting their offense to do enough to get me four goals uh, in this game tonight. I think they should. They quite honestly should. I mean, it's over three and a half plus 100. But what I'll probably end up doing is I might bet that and also split it with the full game over. Because what we're also seeing from Calgary is they can't always be trusted to keep the puck out of their own net right now. I mean, during this five-game losing streak, they gave up three to Columbus, five to Toronto, four to Vancouver, five to St. Louis Friday night, which was extremely disappointing uh, on home ice. So again, the combination of defense, goaltending for the Calgary Flames, they've had a horrible, horrible run of giving up the first goal. Horrible run. I can't even stress that enough, how horrendous yeah. it's been early in games for Calgary. Giving up the first goal early in a game, falling behind, that has been a huge problem for them. So maybe if you want to be adventurous here, San Jose's got a little ad adrenaline early, even though they played last night. Then they wear down as the game goes on. Maybe you take San Jose first goal. You'll get a nice plus price on it. Calgary's been brutal in terms of allowing the first goal to their opponent. I don't even hate that look. San Jose to score the first goal just because it's been a repeating, repeated issue for the Calgary Flames, falling behind and giving up the first goal. Uh, I, might, I might even sprinkle on that too. Uh, so I'm kind of going both ways here. I might look at a small San Jose first goal bet. Calgary team total a little bit over three and a half, and I think over six could get there. Uh, Calgary should score. Tonight, they really should against the San Jose team, especially on a back-to-back. -back. But I don't know if I trust this Calgary defense right now to keep the puck out of their own net. So going to go in three different directions. San Jose first goal, Calgary team total over, full game over six. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Flames and Sharks? Yeah, I'm liking this first period over at one and a half. And I was able to grab 140, so shop around for that one. But like you mentioned with the Flames, giving up uh, first goals, and you look at you know the the track record seven and three last ten or to eight and three last eleven uh, in the first period over, but maybe take a shot. You talk about San Jose if they can get a, get a goal first, take a shot with that reverse puck line in the first period. I'm seeing a half a goal at plus two twenty at Ben MGM. That yep. might be something uh, worth looking at too for you know a little bit more bang for your buck. But both teams should be able to score here, especially with the backups. You got Capo Kakinen going, which I mean, I guess he's he is the backup, but he's you know kind of almost playing his way out. If they got some some changes that can be made, 
he may, might be a guy we could see sent down to the Barracuda. I don't know if they would really want to swap him for Aaron Dell. It's not really much of a of a change out, but he's really struggled. And if Dan Vladar gets the nod, he has not been sharp as well, even though it's been Markstrom that's been the guy really giving up that first shot and giving up those early goals. But Vladar, his game overall has just been kind of shaky. So uh, lean with over six. I like that first period over. I got down to that already. And I might take a small shot with that San Jose uh, first period puck line. So we're reversing it and laying it. Uh, plus 220. Yeah, that might be, again, that San Jose, you know, alternative first period puck line or San Jose to score the first goal. I mean, it just cannot be denied how porous Calgary has been in terms of giving up the first goal uh, in a game recently. So definitely uh, something to keep in mind and consider here tonight with the uh, Flames uh, taking on the uh, Sharks. Uh, and, uh, you know, as far as props go, I'm, I'm all aboard Dylan Dubé right now for the Calgary Flames. Daryl Sutter's playing him a lot because he's the one forward that's working his keister off every single shift. He's all over the ice. He's all over the puck. He's playing with Lindholm and Toffoli right now on the top line. You're getting him undervalued in terms of goal score prop. The points prop is worth a look. The power play points because they've really given him a lot more power play opportunity. He is tremendously undervalued in all player prop markets right now. Dylan Dubé for the uh, Calgary Flames. Definitely something to uh, consider prop-wise uh, going into uh, this game tonight. All right, that is the Sunday card. Uh, great stuff with Alex B. Smith. And thanks to everyone watching us live on YouTube. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Check out patreon.com slash iceguys. Just $10 a month. Our daily Ice Guys show betting card posted there. Power ratings, goalie charts, totals charts, and more. Uh, patreon.com slash iceguys. Just $10 per month for that. Uh, all right, uh, let's go to best bets now to wrap it up for this Sunday edition of the show. Alex, what do you got for best bet? Yeah, we'll go with that Blackhawk Ranger game. Uh, like I said, their numbers for the Hawks, on Sundays have been brutal. The first period numbers have been brutal. And this is a Rangers team that's rolling hot right now. So we'll go and lay the puck line in the first period with New York. Uh, half a goal plus 130. That'll be my best bet. For All right. New York Rangers minus a half plus 130. First period against Chicago. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, no, no confirmation yet. Chrono Kenny in our chat that Shesterkin's in net, but we expect him to be after uh, Yaro Halak got the uh, start last night for the uh, Rangers against uh, Philadelphia. All right, my best bet here for this sat, uh, Sunday card. Um, this is an interesting one, but uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, it is tough, actually. Um, I'm going to go with. I'm going to assume Riddick's in net, okay? And, uh, and because of that, I'm going to go with that Winnipeg Seattle over six minus one fifteen. I hope we don't get the uh, switcheroo here and Rick Bonus decides. Uh, ah, Hellebuck was so good last night; he didn't face a ton of shots. We'll put him back in there tonight. Uh, that does concern me a little bit. He might do that, but I'm still going to go with it. Winnipeg, Seattle, over six, minus 115 for my best bet here for this Sunday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys. Back at our regular Monday time, or weekday time, by the way, 2 p.m. Eastern. We won't have those delayed start times anymore on Mondays. Starting tomorrow on Mondays, we're back to 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern live with another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now.